If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. And... Oh, he hits it upright again. It's impossible. Get your mouth shut. Get your mouth shut. Jerk. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. Podcast. I'm, Pete. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the Limp Ditka's podcast. Uh, we've got a big week for you. This is Thanksgiving week. Uh, very odd Thanksgiving. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, very odd Thanksgiving for the for the planet. But uh, uh, welcome week for Detroit Lions and uh, Dallas Cowboys fans. But uh, yeah. I should I should point out we are just a couple of Chicago pricks that are united by our hatred for the Chicago Bears and the Univer- University of Michigan football. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Michigan State Spartans and unfortunately the Detroit Lions. And Pete over there is a lifelong fan of Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the D- Dallas Cowboys. So I think the the big news, breaking news we can jump into is the very first college football playoff rankings were announced tonight about an hour ago. Uh, the We like to do our own LDP top six, and I think we're going to have a, a very different list than what the what the the powers that be came up with tonight. So I'll go over I'll, I don't think you you've been working, so I'm not sure if you saw the whole list, but I'll go over it. Um, of course, Alabama was ranked number one, Notre Dame number two, Clemson three, Ohio State number four, which we're going to talk about, I think. Yeah. Uh, then Texas A&M and Florida. So Florida. I I went with basically my top five are the same as last week is what was what our LDP top six were at. My top five were, uh, or the top five that we came up with last week were um, Notre Dame, number one, of course, Alabama, Clemson, Texas A&M, Cincinnati, and BYU. Uh, I'm going to keep my top five the same as what we had. I, I, I don't know what your thoughts were about changing the rankings or what would you think about this week? Not a whole lot happened with Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, not obviously. a whole lot. Not a whole lot happened, and then there were games, I think, that were canceled due to COVID yeah. and stuff like that. But um, I did say that um, if Ohio State beat Indiana, that, you know, since they were ranked they were ranked nine at the time, that I'd have to make a consideration for putting Ohio in that number – Ohio State in that number six spot. You can so, call them Ohio. That's fine. Yeah. Um, putting OSU <laughs> – the Ohio State, excuse me, let me say correctly. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, putting them in the sixth spot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to that. Um, although, you know, when you really look at that game, they, they had that thing in hand, and, and, they, and they really let – their defense has a lot to be desired. Yeah, it's not a typical and, Ohio State smothering defense. And that game turned out to be a lot closer than anyone thought. It was, it was a fun be, game. The way it was going, yeah. So you know, again, they don't. They play. They got shit the rest of the way. I think. From I mean, they got to play Illinois this week. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be the dictionary definition of shit. Yeah, and that would be the definition of major upset if, if something weird happened yeah. there. But, um, like, I I guess, you know, offensively they look fine, which is which always seems to be the most important thing in college football, really, right? Right. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of us watch college football for a 10-7 to 7 game. We want it. 50 to, to 45. Mm, yeah, but, I'll, I'll disagree a little bit with you there, but well, definitely not 10 to seven, maybe like 28 to, to, to 24. Well, like, game, there's a defensive smothering game that I'll, I'm going to bring up here in a minute that I enjoyed thoroughly. So, but I, I, I do, I do enjoy the, the high scoring shootouts too. So. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm with, uh, for me, I would leave, I agree with you. I would just leave, I would disagree with uh, the overall rankings of, of like, I would disagree with partially how uh, the playoff bracket is currently sitting. And, but I would, I would, I would move Ohio State's four there. I'd have them at six. Yeah. Then leave the rest of our stuff alone. That's exactly what I did. Man, we, we are in lockstep on this. This is funny because if, if anyone has been listening, we really, we really don't agree. Yeah. If anyone's listened to our baseball podcast, Major League A Holes, that we've been doing for over a year now, we don't agree on almost anything. But this, yeah. this, we've been pretty close. The, our LDP top six all along. Um, Cause yeah, I swapped out BYU at number six for Ohio state. Um, I, I'm impressed with Ohio state's win. You know, it's funny. You'd never think that a win over Indiana would be an impressive thing, but Indiana's the real deal. I think the, the committee actually ranked them number 12 overall. And a lot of the ESPN pundits on the show tonight were kind of surprised. They were that low. Even they, they thought Indiana, they were giving Indiana even more credit than that. So, that's it, that that game. I mean, it looked like it was going to be be interesting, and then Ohio State got out to a giant lead, and it was just like, oh shit! I was hoping for something interesting to watch on my Saturday afternoon, and but Indiana came back and got it. I mean, eventually it was the game ended in seven. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think about that. Like, is I mean, Indiana kicked the shit out of Michigan State, but I don't know really what that means. Um, is Indiana for real? Is that, I think they're getting some credit and they seem like they seem like a, they're, they're a legit team. Um, so I, I almost think though, like the, the playoff committee gave almost too much credit for that win to, to jump Ohio state all the way to number four in the country. You know, they're only four and oh, and their biggest win obviously is against Indiana. So I thought that was a little, a little bit much. So, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm happy with Ohio State at number six in our, in our bracket. Um, we, we mentioned bracket because uh, the way, the reason why we, we've been doing a top six for the past month now is I've always wanted to have a uh, six team playoff. Uh, four, just, I'm happy with four. <laughs> I've wanted to play off my entire life. Four is cool, but I think what would be even better is to have a six team playoff where the top two, number one and number two, get a bye, and then there's a whatever the semifinal or whatever it would be the three through six would play just to get into the semifinal. So I, I, that, 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 I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, though. Um, 
other than that, uh, the big news out of the college football ranking show was that Northwestern was ranked number eight. The purple, the purple nerds. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that game against Wisconsin Saturday night, but they, I keep using the term smothered, but they smothered Wisconsin. Like it, Wisconsin's offense had no chance against Pat Fitzgerald's defense. So they're an impressive team. They're five and zero, and their remaining schedule is Michigan State, Minnesota, and I think Illinois. Yeah. So there's no reason why they won't be undefeated, winning the the Big Ten West, and going to Indianapolis to face Ohio State with their own with their own fate in their hands. Like so, there's this there's a very plausible scenario where Northwestern could be in the college football playoff. I mean. Who would have ever thought of that? I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm so like the big 10 is just such a tough call this year just because of just no non-conference games. Well, you them. could say that about any conference though. Well, so. I guess just other conferences seem better than them then. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean that that's all perception because there's no way to to objectively measure that. So I, yeah, I, I think I agree with you, but it, I, there's just no I, way to define that. And normally I wouldn't say that because normally you, well, you would in years past you'd have a competitive Michigan team this year. Yeah. Michigan State would probably be slightly better than what they're doing at the very least. I mean. You'd, I mean, this is a transition year yeah. for them, so that that's well, understandable. The biggest but, indictment is you'd have a Penn State that would have at least one win. Yeah, at this right. point in the season, they right. they're, they're they're this is the first time in their history they've gone zero and five to start the season. Like, and so yeah, was, I, this, and Wisconsin's only played three games. They're two and one, and right. they ended up being sixteen in this thing. Even so, like it's it's just a weird year. So I guess you kind of got to You kind of got to go with the flow but i like i said i was watching ohio state uh and then shutting that game off for a bit and coming back to it when i was like wait indiana is storming back here yeah like um that i i get i guess i get what everyone um uh you know like everyone voting is saying about their like offensive efficiency they are very efficient in offense so um definitely have a better a little bit better understanding of that now so i don't know we'll see it could be you know it'd be nice to have uh, a few midwest teams in along with the uh you know if you had like a notre yeah with the southeast i mean that, that could be fun so. well notre dame is in as long as they run the table and beat including beating uh, north carolina on friday but they'll well, go to the ACC championship game and have to beat Clemson one more time. But. Right, which then really screws up the top four because... Yeah. Well, someone's Clemson, getting knocked out. Yeah, I mean, you could say, if you're going to say Clemson is three at seven and one with their one loss to Notre Dame and then Notre Dame's one loss to Clemson, you would say Notre Dame doesn't leave the top four either then. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because I mean, you've got a you'll have several one loss teams at that point. So, yeah, if their worst loss is against Clemson, I mean, that yeah, it'd, it'd be hard to argue why and, they, and, and yeah. they had beaten Clemson, and, mind and, you, without Trevor Lawrence, but still, 
And yeah, I mean, I, and also to think it depends a little bit how that game goes. Too. Yeah, if like Clemson yeah. were to blow them out, then that's a different narrative. That's a different story. But yeah, if it's another yeah. close, like even overtime game, it, it, yeah, that that's a different story. But yeah, but back to Northwestern, um, I think you know if they run the table and beat Ohio State in the in the championship game, they'd be undefeated. You know, you don't think of Northwestern as a playoff team, but you can't deny the Big Ten, an undefeated Big Ten champion, you know, a spot in the playoffs. So I think I think they would be in, which is just it's just crazy to think about. But yeah, they probably would be in because right now, I mean, their biggest competition would be Cincinnati finishing off the season undefeated. But I yeah, think but they, they get would, in over Cincinnati. Yeah, they wouldn't have a win. You know, they have nothing close to a win over yeah. Wisconsin or Ohio State. So that yeah. they. But I thought it was cool. Uh, the, the football. Uh, what what do they call it? College football playoff CFP rankings. Yeah. They had Cincinnati at number seven. Um, right. So they've got they've got potential if 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 things blow up in front of them. So we could see a scenario where Cincy still makes it. But I watched a little bit of the game against UCF on Saturday. I don't know if you saw any of that. uh, Central Florida is known for their their incredible defense, and they they showed it. Like uh, Cincinnati struggled, but I mean they pulled it out on the road. So they're the real deal too. But they're just not gonna you know if everything you know, undefeated teams from big conferences are just, they're going to, they're going to play over, they're going to make it over a Cincinnati team that just doesn't play the same, quite the same level of competition. And that same theme is really what crushed BYU. They were ranked 14 tonight and we've had them in the top six basically all season because of their, you know, just obliterating all their opponents. The problem is their opponents are, you know, barely barely division one opponent so the 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 committee really held that against byu they had the show tonight on espn had the athletic director of byu on like they are they only have one game left they're nine and oh and they have one game left i forget even who they're playing they played like northern alabama or some team last week so their best win, I think, is against Boise State, who I don't think is even ranked anymore. Um, no, they're not. But they're pleading to, like, with any Division One football team, like, to play potentially two more games this season, like games that aren't scheduled at this point. They want to play on December fifth and December nineteenth. They're like, they're just putting an open call out to any any team that will will play them just to help boost their resume a little bit, but interesting i don't see the incentive for any anyone to and do that there's no quality team that's gonna play them right why would that's, yeah and that's what they need anyone yeah exactly any any team that would actually benefit them would wouldn't be willing to do it so i don't i don't see how that's gonna happen um especially i mean christ it's it's november 24th they're trying to get somebody to play a game on the december 5th it's and a trap. The <laughs> yeah so I'm not, I'm not sure that's going to happen for BYU, but it, no. it'd be, I mean, I love the idea that we don't even know what the schedule could possibly be now that we're at Thanksgiving. <laughs> like I just, it's cool. It'd be cool if they came up with something. I'm all I for mean, it. That so. kind of year, so Fucking anarchy. That, now that's a Hail Mary. That's throwing up the yeah, Hail Mary on exactly. that one. Exactly. Um, that's about all I've got for college. Um, did you want to jump into the National Football League? Well, I mean, the the one thing I do want to point out now that um, 
these are out. Notre Dame went from playing an unranked team this week to playing the number 19th ranked team in the playoffs. So that mm, that, that lends credence to to their um, continued playoff hopes. And North Carolina actually ended up in the I think the AP they ended up at 25 this week. So they they cracked those polls too. So is that um, in South Bend this on Friday or? Um, no, I think it's actually there. For some reason, yeah, I thought maybe it was in North Carolina, but yeah, that's gonna be huge. I love, I love the Friday games after Thanksgiving. Um, that's cool. It's a, I like those games anyway, but it's cool. It's a big matchup like that. Yeah, the funny thing, you know, they seem to have gotten away from. Yeah, they're they're at North Carolina. Okay. I was, I was gonna say maybe it's at a neutral site because there's that one season like two years ago. I swear to God, they had like six home games and four neutral sites. So they really only had like one road game. It was so bizarre. Wow. And I was like that, that, you know, and, and then I go like, I get why people hate Notre Dame. <laughs> that, whenever that seemed like favoritism, I mean, yeah, to we'll get be... to play, to get to play four neutral site games in a season and still get to play six home games. That's like crazy. Yeah. Most of the reason I tricked you into, into creating this football podcast is uh, so I could tell you all the reasons that I hate Notre Dame. So well, I'm sure I've heard them all before. <laughs> yeah, so. you have. Just from other people. So it'll, it's yeah, cool. it'll be it's digitized cool. and put into the history. <laughs> we'll, yes. We'll so, uh, this, so, yeah, I just wanted to make note of that. Yeah. It's different from when we were last on because they were no, they weren't ranked anywhere. So uh, that changes things a little bit. But yeah, that's huge. I, you know, I I did forget to bring up our the Michigan Wolverines. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Before we get into the pros, please. Yeah, yeah. Please. I jumped, I jumped I, had, yeah, and I just, I'll set it up for you, and then you can take it. Uh, Michigan was playing one of the toughest teams in the country this week, Rutgers. <laughs> so they were really pushed. Oh wait, no, Rutgers is terrible. Well, Rutgers beat up on Michigan State this year, but that doesn't say a whole lot. But yeah, they beat you, up on Illinois too, so that you, doesn't say much either. So you think a six-year coach in Jim Harbaugh, aka the Messiah, aka the Savior, would have no problems with a Rutgers team? But that was had anything but uh, that game was so much fun. I, I think my favorite thing about this college football season is just watching Michigan flounder. Like I don't, I'm not getting any joy out of Michigan state struggling or anything else, but the, the way just to see the constant expression of just pure frustration, constipation. I don't know what it is on Jim Harbaugh's face. Just, you could just tell he just looks like he's trying to shit the whole time in the field. It's just, it's so much fun to watch. Michigan fans are freaking out. They actually celebrated a three overtime victory over over <laughs> Rutgers, well, like they had just won the national championship. So that that shows you what what how fall how how far the Michigan football program has fallen. That it's like a it's like they're world beaters if they can take care of Rutgers in three fucking overtimes. So. Yeah. That that's just been a blast to watch. I can't wait for the next Michigan game because it's going to be about the same. They they did learn that Joe Milton, uh, their previous quarterback that we've called arrogant and ignorant, uh, they learned that he is not going to be their quarterback going forward. Cade McNamara is going to be their their quarterback going forward. Um, 
he had, I think it was something like Milton had five possessions with, you know, zero scores. And then uh, McNamara came in and had, you know, like, I think they scored five times, like four touchdowns and whatever it was. But it's just clearly the the difference in quarterback play was was one of their major issues but you know the defense is is not is not looking like a typical michigan defense there's right. just there's something wrong there's just something fundamentally wrong with michigan and i i love to see it uh there's no sign that michigan you know the administration has any desire to get rid of jim harbaugh so yeah i'm i'm sh- i'm really kind of shocked by that yeah <laughs> well I mean, I think I think maybe some are some coach. I mean, are some teams? Is this just like one of those seasons where people aren't going to be held as accountable because of everything that's been going on? Maybe. Um, I think they're also very happy with him having no scandals, no, and everybody graduates, (laughs) and that's right. Right. So, which is, I mean, that's noble, but is I mean, is that what a program, a historic program like Michigan? really is hanging their hat on is they don't really care about wins and losses. They just want to graduate players and not have scandals. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, you you got to figure out a way to do both. And while Notre yeah. Dame, while Notre Dame's not been able to get over the, to get to that championship hub hump, they at least have had top. Yeah, they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. You made it to over, the playoffs. over and over again, uh, more than a few times with uh, Michigan with, can't even win their Florida. division. Right, I mean, exactly. So, they've never made a Big Ten championship game. It's so just, you gotta you gotta ask for a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, from this is almost like the hiring of Robin Ventura at this point. Not to <laughs> switch sports, but we Cross just we, we just we just wanna we just wanna have a nice keep things quiet, not be in the newspaper for anything negative. <laughs> yeah. So we'll take we'll take your mediocrity. I mean, that's that's. I mean, I think I think there has to. I think what what this is going to define for Jim Harbaugh if he cannot turn his time at Michigan around in the next couple years, um, I don't. I think he's out of coaching. Yeah, I mean, where where would he go? And you know, there's certainly nowhere else he would go in the college ranks. I guess the yeah. speculation that is is that he he just makes a better pro coach. Um, well, but he even wore out his welcome. Like yeah. he just wasn't. They weren't winning with him. Like maybe he's just. Well, they uh, were winning because he he got out of there right after right after the Copper Kaepernick years. Um, you know they they had made the Super Bowl. Um, I don't remember if it was a year after that that he left. It wasn't long after they were in the Super Bowl. So he's got he he'll have cachet in the NFL. Um. I think it's it's all bullshit. I think he's he's the charlatan that I've been saying he is all along. Um, but I, I could, if he does have a future in coaching, you know, outside of Michigan, which he's always said was his dream job. If yeah. He wants to coach anywhere else. It would, I think, it would have to be in the pros. But I don't know. I hope he sticks around Michigan because they'll continue to flounder. And by that time, you know, if it goes on for a couple more years state will state will have righted their ship under the tutelage of mel tucker the bad motherfucker right and they'll be back to back kicking their ass again including including already kicking his ass this year which is still amazing to me that michigan state already beat michigan i know so, you have that you have that you i have do have that the air. 
that's all we got. <laughs> that's all we got in East Lansing. Well, I think that is officially the end of what I have for a college football, unless you had anything else. Uh, I have nothing on uh, left on college football. I think it's safe to float into the wonderful, as predicted, victory. Yes. Of my Dallas Cowboys over Minnesota. Minnesota. That was an upset special, folks. It, it was an upset special. I said, just don't even know. Just take the points if you're a betting person. But I said, don't even take the points. Just bet them straight up at yeah. what was, I believe it netted out at the lowest point was a plus 220. So depending on when you got in, if you bet 10 bucks, you got 26 bucks back. If you bet $100, you got $260. Yeah, Easy could, money right here. Yeah. You, if you, if you, if you gamble, I think you need to, you people need to start listening to PV over there. Cause that was, that was an easy one. Eight and a half point spread. You called it with a victory. It was, they were covering the spread at the, at the half. Yeah. Uh, or they were in the lead by, I forget. They were, they were up 17 to six at the half. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that was, that was a no brainer. Yeah. You it, 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 you know, statistically, like I said, it was a very even matchup on both on both sides of the ball, and you know they had they slowed down um, the running game enough in the first half to allow them to win uh, in the second half. Even with you know Minnesota got the ball first and then scored right away, so everyone was like, "Oh shit, here we go again." But I tell you what, the red the red rifle looked like what how I anticipate him anticipated him looking as a backup quarterback for the Cowboys. You know, he's, he's had, he had three, he had three pro bowl years. He's not a terrible quarterback by any stretch. And his, he, he put, I mean, they had a fourth to win that game. They went for it on fourth and six in the fourth quarter with less than two minutes to go. And he hit, Amari Cooper perfectly on an out pattern. I mean, it was, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun game. Uh, the defense continues to trend upwards. And with that shitty division, if they beat the Washington football club on Thursday, they will have a half game lead and be in first place all, all by themselves, uh, you know, pending the results of uh, Sunday's game. So you know they um, they they are they are definitely trending in the right direction in a division that was never really out of reach for them, but they were looking <laughs> so they were looking so horrible coming out of the the Washington the last Washington game after after he was concussed, um, or is that the Giants game he got concussed in? Yeah, I think it was the Giants, Giants game, but. And then they look terrible against Washington the next week. But I think we're going to see a, a real different result uh, this week. Uh, this isn't an upset special, but I, I see the, the Cowboys beating the Washington football club uh, at home on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I, like you call, I like that you call them the football club, like they're a soccer team. Yeah. Well, you know, Washington well, FC. Well, I'm I'm telling you, uh, Ryan. I don't want to I don't want to offend anyone here, but I have I have to say the a matchup on Thanksgiving Day of the Cowboys versus the Redskins has a bit of a more, uh, you know, 
real head-to-head good guy versus bad guy matchup than, <laughs> oh, than, wow. uh, than the Washington uh, football club. Bad but, guys hey, being the Cowboys, obviously. Well, I mean, you don't Run, know. Running over on, indigenous the, people. Yeah, well, indigenous. Maybe that's what they should call this, the indigenous, the, the, the Washington indigenous people. Yeah, I'll work on that yeah. logo. Uh, it's 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 a mouthful. Yeah. Um, yes, I did not say I did not say that necessarily the Cowboys were the good guys in this. In Texas, they would be for sure. But um, yeah. So well, speaking yeah. of the Washington football team, I think your biggest fear is they don't break the legs of of your quarterback. Uh, considering how many how many like catastrophic injuries have happened around that team, um, whether it was their own players or now the limpy of the week, Joe Burrow, the worst injury we gave out, uh, um, you know, kind of a gross, uh, award every week for the worst injury. And it usually revolves around the Washington football team somehow. And this week they destroyed the knee of the number one draft pick, Joe Burrow. Uh, I think it came out yesterday that he's got, uh, torn ACL, MCL, and other significant damage, which was kind of a cryptic, weird way to put that. But to say that his knee is completely fucked, which is, I mean, you hate to see it. That was, it was really gross. Um, I don't, Washington didn't do anything dirty that on that play. It was just, he got hit from behind and, uh, his uh, defender got blocked into his lower leg and just kind of exploded his, his entire knee. So I got, I don't know though. There seems to be a lot happening with knees around the football team over there. So I'd be a little bit nervous <laughs> going into Thanksgiving for you guys. But um, speaking of Thanksgiving, your, 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 your day, it's your day too. Well, that's the my thing. day. Like, it's your day. It's almost like this podcast was made for Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving was made for this podcast because we are Detroit Lions and Cowboys fans and both teams have a strong and long Thanksgiving Day game tradition. Uh, It's actually like the only thing that makes the Lions interesting (laughs) (laughs) over the years. I, I keep hearing like from time to time you hear people like wanting to take away the Thanksgiving day away from the lions. And I'm like, fuck you. It's all we have. Like we have nothing else. Please don't take that away. Like it's the only, I mean, not that they are necessarily great on Thanksgiving. They're, I think they're, they're like history is 33 and 36 overall, but that's probably better than, better than typical. So uh yeah I, I am looking forward to the lions game this sunday um lions tradition of playing on thanksgiving started in 1934 i believe i my first game i remember was in 1980 uh and i i remember this clearly now because of course it came against the chicago bears and this might be part of the reason of I have had a lifelong hatred for the Chicago Bears. But in that game in 1980, when I was a seven-year-old, the Lions had a 17 to three fourth quarter lead, and I should have known and gotten used to it at this point. But they blew that lead. I've seen it many times subsequently in my 40 plus years of being a Lions fan. 
Um, blew the lead, went to overtime. I think I probably got some pumpkin pie. You know, didn't didn't realize the history of the Lions, or maybe it hadn't been established so brutally at that point. But I thought we had a good chance being at home in overtime. Just even if you lose the coin toss, you know, we can just stop my defense and have a shot. I believe it was Gary Danielson was the quarterback at the time. I love that dude. Maybe been Greg Landry, 1980. I'll have to look that up. But uh, unfortunately, I was not able to have much of my pumpkin pie before David Williams ran back the opening kickoff of overtime for a fucking touchdown and ruined my Thanksgiving, go. ruined ruin the rest of my life as a lions fan i should have known at that point i would see the see bizarre shit like that over and over again um so yeah thanks bears uh that that just reminds me of other bizarre things that have happened on thanksgiving for the lions including uh this week's matchup uh, against the Houston Texans. The last time they played Houston on Thanksgiving was in 2012. The, you might remember this all Lions fans definitely do, but uh, it's a famous game in that the lions, they ended up losing by three. I think it was 31, 34, 31. But uh, part of that was because there was a running play. Oh shit. I forgot. Justin Forrester, Foster, I forget who it was, running back for Houston. Clearly tackled on the play, uh, got up but got up and continued the play and ran for like what ended up being an 81-yard touchdown. And, of course, as everyone knows, all scoring plays are reviewed. Everyone knows that except for a coach at the time, Jim Schwartz, who threw a challenge flag because uh, he was so pissed off that they didn't call the runner down. Um, it was going to be reviewed anyway because it, it's a fucking touchdown. So it had to be reviewed. But the rule on that, which I don't think anyone knew at the time because there weren't any jackass coaches dumb enough to throw a challenge flag on a scoring play until Jim Schwartz. Uh, the, the rule ends up being he got a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Yeah, and they that then they didn't even review the play because of that penalty. So it's something like where if the team requesting the review has a penalty that stops the clock, then they can't, they can't review the play. So not yeah, only because it technically it's like a play was run or something. Yeah. Like yeah. So not only did, did a touchdown get scored that shouldn't have been called a touchdown? It got scored because of our jackass coach throwing a red flag onto the field. So that that's just the way I think of think of the Houston Texans on on Thanksgiving Day. So what's already going to be the most bizarre, pretty pretty shitty Thanksgiving? You know, I, this is the first time I'm not going home or seeing seeing my folks or seeing my mom this year. Uh, I think a lot of people are in that in that boat. Um, a lot of people in Detroit are in that boat. A lot of people in Detroit have the tradition of you know going to the parade downtown and then heading right over to the Lions game, and no one's going to that game, um, obviously. So just a just a horrible year in general. We all know that, but I don't see the lion the Lions uh, sh shining any any positive lights on what's already a shitty Thanksgiving. So. 
we'll we'll see what they do. I don't know if the uh, Houston's that formidable of an opponent this year, but Christ, the Lions got shut out last week. Um, by the way, I need to stop for a moment. Yeah. For those, for those uh, listening on the podcast and not watching the YouTube video, I'm donning my paper bag with the eye holes cut out uh, to speak about this past Sunday's Lions debacle, um, shameful Lions debacle that ended up being the first shutout. First time the Lions have been shut out since 2009, I think. Uh, 20 to 9 loss to the Carolina Panthers, who are missing. Uh, they're starting running back, their quarterback. I don't even know who their quarterback was. Some PJ something, some guy from the XFL that had no problem taking care of the Lions defense. Um, Lions had a lot of injuries. You know, J- Galloway was out, um, or Galladay, and um, DeAndre Swift was out, uh, Danny Amendola. But, you know, you've got your. 12, 11, 12 year veteran quarterback that some people consider in the top top third of all NFL quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford. He can't figure out a way to put even one drive together to score some points. So, what the fuck, guys? I mean, so that's why it kind of doesn't matter how the how the Texans are playing. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of a whole lot of potential for the Lions. I do believe that that game was so bad that. If it hadn't been for Thanksgiving, a short week, that the Lions would have been forced to fire Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. But since it was, you know, a four-day turnaround, you can't figure – there's no way to figure out how to field a, field a proper team without a coach or a GM. So I, I the debacle that I think this, this Thursday will be, I think we will hear about Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn being fired on Friday. And I – couldn't hope for anything more at this point so that is way more lions talk than we we ever need to do again so i will take off the paper bag and hand it over to you for your thoughts on your cowboys going or i think you already talked about your yeah cowboys. i talked about i talked about that uh so probably want to talk about uh the chicago bears the chicago bears and, and news news coming out today rumor has it that Little Mitchie, Mitchie Trubisky, is going to be back at the helm this Sunday against the <laughs> Packers this Sunday night. They're going to put him and they're going to put him under the lights into the big show again. Nice against, against Aaron Rodgers and, and and the unstoppable Devontae Adams at this point in time. Jesus, that's going to be fun. That dude's catching everything. Uh, like I just I just don't see it working out well. I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold. This is not an upset special. I'm gonna be bold and say that the the Bears are gonna be under 500 after this Sunday evening. <laughs> um, one thing to note too, I thought it was interesting that the that the Cowboys uh, beat beat the uh, Vikings, but that was something the Bears were unable to do. And the Bears are supposed to be that much better of a of a ball club and football club, and they're obviously not. So um, <laughs> I think. I think what's going to be, uh, it's just going to be kind of a, a bit of a beatdown uh, this this Sunday night by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I, I don't, 
see it going any other way. I can't um, wait. That's gonna yeah. be a blast. Yeah. So to, to good good TV this this Sunday at seven twenty. If if you're looking for uh, for some uh, locks in that game, just take. There's a bet you can do for a player to score a touchdown. Just start putting money down on every Packer offensive Packer player to score <laughs> a touchdown because that would be easy money. But nice. um, so speaking of betting. Speaking of betting or, or whatnot, uh, or, or just general upsets you want to talk about, um, I have an upset special this week that that uh, in the course of the afternoon, I was not aware about this until five minutes uh, before we were uh, getting ready to do this show, um, that the team I'm predicting for the upset, which is a Thursday night game, uh, it has gotten hit with a bit of a COVID bug. Oh, but looking at who the players are, I, I think it's who are we talking about here? Be okay. So I'm going to go with my upset special this week with the five and a half point spread. But I, again, I'm going to say they won't need the five and a half points because they're going to win the game by three is the Ravens over. Over the undefeated, due for a loss, Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. This game is the biggest trap game the Steelers have had all season. Wow. This these two teams, Harbaugh has is in the head of, of the Steelers, always has been the undefeated no Steelers. How, the undefeated Steelers. But when you look at it, when you look, uh, let's go in between the lines here. Let's go in between the numbers. Well, you, <laughs> you got another kind of, not as close, not quite as close as the Cowboys, uh, Minnesota. But from a ranking standpoint, Steelers have the number four defense. Ravens have the number eight defense. What does that mean statistically in regards to yards, average yards per game? That's a 23-yard difference. So not we're much. not talking about much. Then when you look at them offensively, they're both in the lower half of football. Yeah. The Steelers have the 21st-ranked offense, and the Ravens have the 24th. Now, you said, okay, who got hit with the COVID bug is the question, and it's, mm. it's the Ravens' backfield in Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, but they're not – the most of their rushing nowadays is coming is coming from, from Jackson. The, yeah, from Jackson. So they will be able to run and create offense that way. I just I just I'm looking at this. I know how these games normally go and 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 if you look back at it historically, it seems like the underdog always finds a way to win this game and upset the other team. That makes the second matchup between the teams like even that much more interesting um so my upset special this week even with the the i mean it's it's 10 players but only it's one defensive lineman and, and the two running backs they have uh i forget the i can't think of the name of the other running back sorry about that but that they they use they use somewhat uh often it's like a three backfield anyway mm. again they do not have a formable running game this year out of their running backs. It's coming from Lamar Jackson. So that still will exist in the game. So, well, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. So this is 
that that's going to be a interesting thing to watch play out over the is that the thursday it's thanksgiving thursday, night game thursday night game so oh my we'll, god what, what right. a, i mean it, it, as shitty as thanksgiving is at least we've got the lions to start the day we've got the cowboys in the middle of the day and we've got a fantastic some thursday night game so that's going to be fucking fun to watch and if you're a bettor, I think you should listen to the you're batting now 1000. Yeah, I mean, I'm perfect after on one week. After one week. <laughs> yeah, so PV knows his shit. The lead pipe lock of the week. There you your go. upset special. I like it. Uh, well, that's about all I've got for this week, unless you've got anything else. No, I've remembered everything again on this podcast. Nice. It's just... well, I've been forgetting plenty of shit, so don't worry about it. Baseball one, I can't remember. Uh, with that, I think we'll call it an episode. You can catch us uh, at Limp, Dit- Limp Ditkas on YouTube, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, and at f- on Facebook. Uh, you can catch us at LimpDitkas.com. Uh, we are part of the Wordhole Network. That is our made-up network between our football podcast here and our baseball podcast, Major League A-Holes which you can find at majorleagueaholes.com and on all social media platforms. You can find our podcasts anywhere you can find a podcast. We're all over the fucking place. So check us out. Uh, Rate, subscribe, review. Uh, So with that, I think this is what they like to call, what the cool kids like to call dagger time. We're out. Peace. Peace.